Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. Thrive Church, how is it going this morning? Super excited to be able to close our series out on night and day. It has been a phenomenal series, an amazing message series that we've been doing the last few weeks. And I, before I wanna get started, I just gotta do this real fast. For those of you that have heard me preach before, you know I do this every time and I think it's so appropriate, it's so right. Can we just honor Pastor Eric and Pastor Lori Baca? They are amazing, incredible lead pastors. Without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. Really, none of us would be where we are today without Pastor Eric and Pastor Lori. So if you're watching online, go ahead and honor them in the comments. Give a like right now. Go ahead and hit that like button. And just right now, we just wanna honor our lead pastors. They're just incredible. Love them so much. So we're gonna jump right in. I have the privilege today to be preaching on the last I am statement. We've been doing this series called Night and Day. We've been talking about how Jesus is the same no matter what time it is, no matter what's going on in life, no matter what's happening, no matter if it's COVID or not COVID, crisis or no crisis, pandemic or no pandemic, that Jesus is always the same. We've been going through each I am statements through the book of John, where Jesus begins to describe and talk about who he is and who he is to us and who he is in our life and who he is as God. And so today I have the privilege to talk about how Jesus is the true vine. So if you're taking notes, the title of this message today, you can just write it down, is the vine. We're gonna talk about the vine, the one true vine, which is Jesus. And I'm super excited to preach. It's been a little while since I've preached. And so I'm amped and I'm ready to go. And so let's jump right in it. We're gonna go to the book of John in just a moment, but I wanna give you what I believe is the main point and as I was praying today, and as I was praying for this message, and I was praying that God would give me a word, and, and what do you want me to speak on specifically in this passage, and, and what do your people want to hear? I felt like God gave me this word, and, and it might be a little intense, and I'm going to help break it down, and, but, but I think it's so crucial, and it's so key. I believe this with all my heart, and I want you to catch this. I want you to grab onto this if you're watching online right now. We are nothing without Jesus. I'm gonna pause right there. I'm gonna say that again. We are nothing without Jesus. And there's this word that came into mind, a couple of words actually that came into my mind as, as I felt like God was speaking to me as I was getting ready for this message. And, and it's this, total depravity and absolute dependency. I'm gonna say that again, total depravity and absolute dependency. And what, what does that mean? That I believe with all my heart, and we're gonna read it as we talk about this, Jesus being the true vine, is that you and I are nothing without him. That without him, there is nothing that we can do. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot fix ourselves. We cannot heal ourselves. That there is no other way than Jesus. And that because we are broken without him, because we're hurting without him, because we, we cannot do what God's called us to do without him, that we can't live the life that God's called us to live without him, we absolutely need to depend on him. And we're gonna jump in to this passage and you're gonna begin to see as Jesus begins to describe this incredible analogy about him being the vine. And some of you have already heard this message. Some of you have already heard other preachers preach this message from your old churches. This is a very common passage, but I'm believing that as we break this down and as we end this series, that there would be a reigniting and God would put a passion in our heart to know him in a greater way and to continue to do what God has in store for us. And so I wanna jump into it. John 15, John 15, verse one through five says this. 
I am the true vine. My father's the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Verse three, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Last, last verse here. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from you, you can do nothing. So let's break this down. Powerful passage. Every I am statement. Come on, this series has been phenomenal. Every I am statement. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the bread of life. I'm the resurrection. I'm the good shepherd. All these statements. I love this about the God we serve. I love this about the Jesus that we worship. I love that in my relationship with God, I can begin to experience my relationship with him in multiple facets and capacities. That Jesus is not one dimensional. Come on now. Jesus is not one dimensional. Some of you know some people that are one, maybe two dimensional. They don't got a lot to offer. What you get is what you get. But Jesus, there is this continual process. There's this continual fascination. There's this continual learning about who he is. And I love that that's the God that we serve. I love that the Jesus that you and I get to have a relationship with is, is so multifaceted and so multidimensional. And we can experience him in greater and greater capacity. And so let me give you some just historical context. Let me break this passage down before we get to a couple points. And so this one is actually very peculiar. It's a little different than the last I am statements. It's in the same vein of Jesus declaring himself as the I am, meaning that he's God. You've already heard that every week, but this one's a little different. What scholars mostly believe is this, is that Jesus said this I am statement in the book of John the day before he's about to be crucified. So this is the last day before the crucifixion. And Jesus is about to say this or is saying this in front of his disciples, in front of the people who follow him, in front of the people who love him. And what we have to understand is that scholars kind of don't know why it came about, but the truth of the matter is, is that Jesus uses divine as an example. We don't know if it's because maybe he was walking through the olive fields on the way to Jerusalem. We don't know in the temple of Jerusalem, there's actually a golden vine on the gate. And maybe as he's walking by and talking to the disciples, he's using this vine. We don't know that in the room that he's in at that current moment, there's vines going through the building. We don't know. But what we do know is this, is that Jesus uses an example that everyone can see to explain on his last I am statement, the relationship that you and I will have with him forever. Jesus uses the analogy of the vine. And I love it. It's so powerful because for you and I, it's just kind of random. We live in modern society, very technological. I think it would make more sense if Jesus said, you know, I am the phone charger and you guys are the phone and you got to be plugged into me. Or maybe I'm the outlet and you guys got to be plugged into me. We live in a technological era, but back in that day, they lived in an agricultural era. And so for some of us, it might not make sense. But if you were the disciples, if you were the ones listening to Jesus explain 
Just imagine you're, you're sitting in a room, right? And, and I just think this is such a cool picture to imagine that, that here I am, I'm, I'm sitting with Jesus, the God of the universe, and I've been following him for the last three years. And, I, and all throughout the gospels, you find these moments where Jesus, it kind of feels like he goes on random tangents, but they're like the craziest wisdom and revelation, life-changing principles that literally are scripture. And you don't even know, I can imagine they're not even realizing it. They're just having dinner or they're just talking. And then Jesus out of nowhere just drops this bomb. And he says, hey guys, I wanna let you know this. I'm the vine, you're the branches. I'm the vine and you're the branches. And to us, that might not make sense. But to a Jewish person, this statement's profound. This statement's profound, which leads me to my first point, which is this, is that Jesus is the solution to the problem. See, what you have to understand is for Jesus to say he's the vine is a little controversial because as a Jewish person, the national symbol of the vine, the national identity of Israel was a vine. And so let me break this down. The same way like in American culture are symbols like an American flag or the eagle to the Jewish culture, it's been a vine. And God has used the example of this vine from very beginning. We read about it in Psalms. In the book of Psalms, it talks about how the vine was rescued. The vine was rescued out of Egypt. Psalms 60, it says this, that I have grabbed or I have rescued, I have brought out the vine from Egypt and I have planted it among the nations. And so David or the writer of that Psalm describes the nation of Israel of being a vine, an amazing, beautiful vine that was rescued out of the country of Israel. And that was established among the nations where it didn't belong, but that's where God wanted it. But then what you begin to find throughout the Old Testament is that the prophets begin to use the vine as an example of the state of Israel being in sin and in being in decay and being lost. In Hosea, it talks about how the vine has no fruit. So literally in Hosea, he's talking about the country of Israel and he's talking about the, the nation of Israel. And Hosea says that vine that was brought out of Egypt, it has no fruit. It doesn't bear any fruit right now. In Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah uses it. And he talks about how the, the vine has bad fruit. So in Hosea, it has no fruit. And then in Isaiah, or sorry, in Hosea, it has no fruit. And then in Isaiah, it talks about how it has bad fruit, that the fruit that it's producing isn't good. And then in Jeremiah, it just keeps going because the nation of Israel was up and down, up and down, up and down, that the vine is sick. So not only does it not have fruit, and not only if it prepares fruit, that it's bad fruit, that the vine is actually sick from the inside. That the vine, there is something wrong with it. That it, is, that it is decaying, that it is dying on the inside and something needs to happen. And then in Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel says probably the most profound statement, that the vine has no use. Ezekiel, the writer, the prophet says, this vine has no use. It's not working. It's not working. And so you look at the Old Testament and what you have to understand is all these people who are following Jesus, they would know the Old Testament because they were Jewish people. They were disciples of the Jewish way and then got radically saved to follow Jesus when Jesus called them. And so when Jesus makes the statement, come on, you gotta follow me. I know this might be a little all over the place, but I promise it's gonna all connect right now. When Jesus makes the statement, I am the vine, the disciples are like, there's no way you can be the vine. The nation of Israel is the vine. The people of Israel is the vine. The Jewish people is the vine. But what you have to understand is that in the gospels, Jesus says in the book of Luke, 
even before he says on the vine, he uses the parable of the vineyard and he says that God plants a new vineyard. It says that there was a man who planted a vineyard and what he was referring to, he was foreshadowing this statement in John. And see, this is why I said Jesus is the solution to the problem because before Jesus steps on the scene, come on somebody, before Jesus steps on the scene in history, the only way that you and I can have a relationship with God was if we followed the Jewish way and we followed the law and the Jewish people couldn't even follow the law. The people that God loved, I think especially in the book of Hosea, if you read the book of Hosea, you understand that Hosea marries a prostitute to explain his relationship between God and the nation of Israel. You read in Jeremiah, how, how Jeremiah begins to feel the emotions of God because God loves Israel. And all throughout his, Israel's history, Israel was this vine that was messed up and broken, but God rescued it. Come on, God rescued it out of Egypt, but they did not stay consistent. They could not stay consistent. That the vine was broken, that the vine was hurting, that the vine was dying. And so this is what Jesus does. This is what he is saying when he's telling the disciples, I wanna give you the context because it's so good. It's so important to understand that maybe, just maybe, this is way deeper than just a statement. And that's what Jesus is trying to do. This is what Jesus is trying to explain. He's saying, I know that you think the nation of Israel is the way. I know that people think that the nation of Israel is the vine, but I am the true vine. Because the vine that was on the earth, the vine that was working, the vine that people thought that people needed, it's not working anymore. See, people had to follow the way of Israel, which was the law. And people had to follow the way of Israel, which was all completely centered around the legalism of following the nation of Israel. But Jesus says, I've stepped on the scene. And instead of being connected of God through the nation of Israel, you're now gonna be connected to God through me. In the same manner that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Come on. In the same manner that he says, I am the resurrection. He's saying, listen, listen. That old way, the old way, the way that you thought, you thought that worked and it didn't. And come on, this is for someone right now. The way that you used to do things and it never got you anywhere. I'm the solution now. I'm the solution now. This I am statement, he is flipping the narrative of what the vine really is. He is flipping the mentality of the disciples of what they think the vine really is. The vine was broken, hurting, and bared no fruit. And so what does God do? He says, I'm going to plant a new vineyard. And the vineyard I'm going to plant is going to have a vine. And the vine is going to be my son. And whoever is connected to this vine will have life and bear fruit. And whoever is not connected to this vine will not bear fruit. And Jesus is explaining this to the disciples. Jesus is explaining this to his people. And the disciples, I can imagine as they're watching this, as they're hearing this, as they're, as they're seeing Jesus, they're like, what is he talking about? He's going against the nation of Israel, but Jesus is saying, no, 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 I'm greater. 
I'm greater than the nation of Israel. I'm the fulfillment of the law. I'm the thing that you always wanted. I'm the guy that the prophets talked about. I'm the thing that's only gonna fulfill your heart. I'm the solution to the problem. That's not gonna work because you can't get saved by the law like Paul says. You can only get saved by grace and you can only get saved by your relationship with me. And for some of us watching right now, I think we it's hard for us to understand this concept of Jesus being the vine because it's hard for us to really buy in to the idea and to really invest and believe and get convicted of the idea that there is not a way except through Jesus. There is no other way except through Jesus. There's not another religion. Listen to me, family. There's not another religion. Buddhism doesn't work. Islam Islam doesn't work. Atheism doesn't work. Gnosticism doesn't work. There is only one way to get saved. There is only one way to heal the decay of your heart. It's through the vine. It's through the vine. It's through Jesus. It's through the vine. It's through this vine that is the life source, that is the connection between us and God for the rest of eternity. And Jesus comes down to earth and replaces the old vine of the nation of Israel, replaces the old vine of the law, replaces the old line and fulfills that Old Testament prophecy and says, I'm the new way. It's not the vine on the golden gate of the temple. It's not the symbol of Israel. The nation of Israel was just a foreshadow of what Jesus was gonna do in the gospels and how he was gonna release his kingdom on the earth. Number two is this, the roles are permanent. Come on, the roles are permanent. And some of you, you're not gonna like this one, but that's okay. We still love you. The roles are permanent. Just gonna break it down. The vine is Jesus, the vine dresser is God, and the branches are people, are me and you. The vine is Jesus, the vine dresser is God, and the branches are people. And most of you know that. Like if you read the passage, it's, it's kind of self-explanatory. You're like, oh yeah, duh, Pastor Chris. But, but you see, sometimes I think you and I try to change the roles of which we are part of the story. Some of us try to change the rules. I think of it like this. For example, my son, I love my son Zadok. He's an amazing little guy. But sometimes, he's only three guys. But sometimes he thinks that he's the dad of the house. Like when me and Vanessa fight, he does this thing where he like fights me back now because he loves mom. And how many of you know what I'm talking about? For those of you that have little guys, little girls, you know what I'm talking about? They like choose sides and you, and you really wish they would choose your side, but they don't choose your side. And you could tell them a little bitter, but it's okay. God's still working on my heart. So we're good, you know? But he chooses mom's side. And then he thinks like he's the one that runs the house. So for another, another example, my brother, Alex just came and to live with us and it's awesome having him around, but he thinks that he's the older brother. He thinks like, because he's the loudest or whatever the case may be, they don't go rock around the house and be like, no, Alex, or do this, Alex, or do that, Alex. And then he'll do that with me. He'll be like, you need to do this, dad, or you need to clean the room, dad, or you need to do this with mom, dad, whatever the case may be. And I have to remind my son, I have to remind Zadok that, hey, bro, you're not the dad. You're, you, I, I know you probably mean well, and you think you can do it, but just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it and doesn't mean that that's your place. And listen, I, I, I believe, for example, in democracy, like we have an election coming up. It is a privilege to be able to vote your people in that we don't live in a communist fascist nation. But I thank God 
that we cannot vote Jesus out of his role. I thank God that the kingdom is not a democracy, but it's a kingdom. That we have a king and the king is Jesus and he sits on the throne by the right side of his father and he runs this kingdom and we don't get to change the roles. And some of us think we can change the roles. And you have to begin to learn who you are in Jesus. You have to begin to understand that you are not the source of people's life. Jesus is. Some of you, this is going to free you a little bit because you think it's your job to take care of everyone's problems. And let me tell you, it is not. You are not that good. You think you're that good, but you are not that good. You can't. It's not on you. Some of us think we're, we have God's job and, and I get pastoral correction and I get sharpening iron like the Bible says and I get making sure people speak into other people's lives, but it's God who's the vine dresser. It's God who cuts the branches. It's God who works in people's hearts. It's God who begins to take away things and add things. Our job is to be the branch. Our job is to abide. Our job is to remain. Our job is to follow the way of Jesus. Our job later on in John 15, it describes it as keeping his commandments, as loving one another, as doing the things that God has called us to do by following the way. We talked about that. Pastor Eric talked about that. Following the way of Jesus. That is our job. And you don't get a promotion and you don't get a job change. You don't get to vote your way out and you don't get to vote your way in. And if you could begin to understand the identity that you have in this relationship with the Godhead, then God would begin to do an incredible thing in your life. That God would begin to work and God would begin to move when it's you come to this realization and this understanding of God. I'm I'm the branch in this scenario. Jesus in this passage is defining the relationship. Come on, some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you that maybe are dating, but you don't know if you're dating or it's complicated or whatever the Facebook Facebook status is, you gotta know this, that Jesus is gonna define the relationship. And so he's defining it here. I'm the vine, you're the branches, my father's the vine dresser. That's his role. This is my role. This is your role. And don't complicate it. Because if you complicate it, you will never be able to experience what I truly have for you. If you think you're the one that's gonna fix everything and give life, if you're thinking that you can make it to heaven on your own, if you're thinking that you can do all that I have for you by yourself, it's not gonna work. And it's not your job to be God. And it's not your job to be Jesus. It's your job to be a son and a daughter and to know your place in this relationship with me. My third point is this, is removal is necessary for growth. Removal is necessary for growth. The Bible says, I'm the vine. It says, I'm the true vine. Not the the nation of Israel. I'm the true vine. And you're the branches. My father's the vine dresser. And this is what his job is. This is what my father's gonna do. My father is gonna prune you. He's gonna take away the things that don't bear fruit. And then if you do bear fruit, he's gonna cut some things in your life so that way you can bear more fruit. He's gonna get rid of some things in your life. He's gonna prune you. And I think this is fascinating, family. Some of you watching online right now, you got to catch this. God is interested in working on you in your life. He's not just, okay, you're saved now, you're done. 
Okay, you're saved now. Everything's good. Okay, you're saved now. I, I'm fine. Okay, you just, just do your thing. I, I died for you. I, I rose again for you. Now, now you're good. No, no. The Father and the Son are at work in us consistently. Come on, this is, this is incredible. The God of the universe actually wants to be a part of my life and then not just be a part of my life, but continually make it better. You know what the crazy thing about the vine is? That the vine doesn't need branches, but it wants them. Jesus doesn't need us, but he wants us. And then the father gets involved and we have to begin to understand this, that God, if you love him and you wanna serve him and you're gonna follow him, God's gonna be involved in your life. And some of you can say, amen. Some of you can testify to that, that God is gonna be involved in your life. It's just not gonna look like the way you think it's gonna look. It's not gonna look like the way you think it's gonna look. The removal is necessary. Here comes the vine dresser. And can I be honest with you? The vine dresser has been busy, especially during COVID. Some of you have had some things that you thought it was the pandemic's fault, but actually it was God pruning some things out. God has been in work in your life. And some of you need to be okay with the things that God has cut out of your life. Some of you guys need to be okay with the things that God is getting rid of. Some of you guys need to understand that if, I, if God doesn't make room in me, then I can't grow. And what God is concerned about more than anything else is that you would grow and bear more fruit. So that way you could represent him well. So that way you can do all the things that he has for you. But God's gonna make space whether you like it or not. And so some of you are watching this and this year, especially during COVID, he might've got rid of that job. That's okay, he's making room. Some of you are watching this and he got rid of that relationship. That's okay, he's making room. Some of you are watching this and you were dating someone and now you're not dating them. And for some reason, you just feel like you're closer to God now. He's making room. Some of you needed to get rid of that relationship, that person you were dating because it was never gonna work. Some of you are watching this and you gotta get rid of some of the sin in your life, the bad habits in your life, the things that you've been going through. It's okay, he's making room. He's making room because he has something more for you, but you can't grow unless he makes more room. And some of you have to get into the posture and the position that we are called as branches to say, God, whatever you want, cut it out of me. Whatever gets in the way, Jesus, cut it out of me. Whatever gets in the way of me growing in you, cut it out of me. Whatever gets in the way of my maturity, whatever gets in the way of my calling, whatever gets in the way of me leading a godly, a godly family, whatever gets in the way of me doing whatever you want for me, cut it out of me. That might be my fear, that might be my shame, that might be my sin, that might be my insecurity, that might be my doubt, that might be a job, that whatever the case may be, you are. Nothing is off limits. If you are a branch, here comes the vine dresser. Here comes the vine dresser. I'm looking. He's looking. Oh, I'm gonna cut that out. Yep, I'm gonna cut that relationship. Ooh, I'm gonna cut that out. Oh, I'm gonna cut that habit. We're gonna work on that, Chris. We're gonna work on that pride, Chris. We're gonna work on that arrogance, Chris. We're gonna work on humility, Chris. We're gonna cut that out of your life. We're gonna cut this out of your life. Some of you need to be more open to letting Jesus cut some things. Some of you guys right now that are watching this, you all are spiritual hoarders. I love you, but you are. You got way too much stuff in your life. And I'm not even talking about stuff in your garage. Come on, how many know? I don't know about everyone, but Mexican families, we use our garage as a storage unit. It's not even for our car. Some of you, you're using places in your heart as storage that God's trying to cut some things because he can't grow it. 
He's trying to grow some things in your life, but you got all these closets in your heart. You got all these things in your life. You got all this unnecessary junk. You got all these branches that have no fruit. And God in this season is saying, won't you let me cut these things out of your life? Come on. I know I'm in someone's Kool-Aid now. I know I'm, I'm talking to someone. It's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. Because, right, some of, those, some of those things, right, some of those closets, some of those places, dude, you've had that since you were five years old. You've had since you were 10 years old. You've had since you were 15, 20 years old. Some of you had those for years. Don't, don't touch that, Jesus. Don't touch this, Jesus. And the Father is saying, your job is not to be the vine dresser. Your job is not to be the vine. And if you want to grow fruit and you want to bear fruit, and what I love about the passage is it's the ones who bear fruit that God's going to continue to work on and he's gonna bear more fruit. So if you're watching this and you're saying, man, this year was hard and God has just been on me about all this stuff. I can't do anything, right? Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Like, man, I can't get away with anything. I can't do nothing. I just feel like there's so many things that God's working on me. That means you're doing something right, family. He's gonna get rid of that hoarder spirit in your life. He's gonna get rid of the things that don't grow and bear fruit. God wants fruit that grows, fruit that remains, and fruit that multiplies. Fruit that grows, come on, he wants you to grow on the inside. He wants you to grow in your life. He wants fruit that remains. It's not fruit for a season. He is not interested in the seasonal fruit of your life. He wants fruit that grows in all seasons in your life. He wants you to be that. He wants you to be known as that, as someone who is connected to the vine that grows fruit in season and out of season. And it's fruit that multiplies, that your fruit would multiply and affect other people's lives. My last point is this, is that separation results in decay. If we don't do what God called us to do, this is what it says. I'm gonna cut the branch I'm gonna throw you, throw you out. I'm gonna throw it away. Gotta remain. Now, if you're in here, you're like, man, I, I, I think God's just gonna throw me out. Don't, don't, don't freak out just yet. What, 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 what Jesus is saying though, is that this is the consequence. This is the consequence if you don't follow my way. This is the, this is the consequence if you don't remain in me. This is what happens. And family, some of you are watching. Some of you are watching this service. Some of you are in the service right now and you're watching this. And you can totally identify that you've been separated in this season. And you know what's so funny? Even though it's COVID and we're separated from people and we're isolated, isolation and separation are not the same thing. Some of you have been isolated, but you've been closer to God than ever before. But some of you family have been isolated and you've separated yourself from the way. You've separated yourself from Jesus. You have disconnected. It feels like you and Jesus are oceans apart. And can I tell you, that produces spiritual decay in your life. Some of you right now, I get it. You're dying on the inside. You're dying on the inside. But you're not dying because there's something wrong with you. You're dying because you're not connected. You're dying because you're separated. You're separated from the vine. And what you need to do today is make a decision. I'm going to reconnect myself. I'm going to reconnect myself to Jesus. I'm going to follow this way. 
I'm gonna learn my place as the vine. I'm gonna let him prune me and cut me. And I'm tired of dying. I'm tired of feeling dead. I'm tired of feeling alone. I'm tired of feeling lost family. There is a solution. It's the vine. It's Jesus that you would connect to him. And so one, it's about epiphany that some of you right now need to come to the revelation, the understanding, this God moment, this idea moment that's who Jesus is. Who Jesus is, who he is. He's the vine in your life. He's the great connector. He's the way to eternal life. He's the one that makes sure that everything is gonna be okay. It might not be the way you want it, but it's everything that he's gonna wanna do in your life. He's the one that's gonna heal. He's the one that's gonna set free. He's the one that's gonna change everything. Have this understanding, have this revelation, this epiphany of who God is. Some of you don't know this Jesus and some of you don't know this God. And I wanna invite you to this relationship with the God that I serve the God that I talk about, the Jesus that I spend time with every day, to have this understanding that I could be connected to the God of the universe. And some of you need to understand identity. Some of you have lost your identity and lost your place in life. You have no idea where you belong. You have no idea where you're at. You have no idea what's going on. You need to understand that you're the branch. You need to understand that the branch gets cut. You need to understand that Jesus wants you connected to him. You need to have an understanding of your identity again. You need to have a spark, a renewal, a revival of who you are in your heart and your life. And Jesus wants to do that. And then lastly, some of you need to make this reality that I'm connected, that this isn't just a sermon and a thought and a concept. This is greater. I'm gonna let this change my life. I'm gonna abide in him and him in me. I'm gonna let him cut me and prune me. I'm gonna let my life be different now because of the God I know. Family, that's my prayer for you today. As we close out, that you would know who Jesus is, that you would know who you are, and that you would begin to live out your life in accordance to those two things. That you would have an epiphany of God, that you would understand your identity and that your reality would be different because we're connected to the vine. I love you, family. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message spoke to you, repeat this prayer. And we'll see you guys next week. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.